This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Welcome listeners. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place where you get to feel like you aren't alone on the parenting journey. Thank you so much for listening in each week and for letting me know how the show lands for you. I love reading your comments. I have a new iTunes review from Alexander Nevermind007 who wrote, this review has been long overdue. I've listened to Casey from almost the start of the podcast, and I must say she has saved my sanity more than once. It is my go-to podcast when I am feeling like a complete failure as a parent or when I simply need new ideas on how to approach a variety of parenting situations. Above all, I love her honest and upbeat attitude. The podcast feels like a conversation with your best friend who totally gets you. Complete pleasure to listen to rich, practical, and very useful content. Thank you, Casey. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Alexander. Nevermind 007. That meant so much to me when I saw it and read it. And I, I really appreciate, especially the comment about this show feeling like a conversation with your best friend who totally gets you. I mean, that's the dream, people. Like that's that's what I'm trying to create here. And I'm so glad that that is the experience that you're having. It means so much to me to get feedback like this. And it gives parents who are looking for something useful and entertaining to listen to a glimpse into what they'll get tuning into my show. So I so appreciate it. If you are moved right now, hit pause on the show and head into iTunes, search for Joyful Courage and leave a rating and review. That would be amazing. And I'll read it on the show and that'll feel special. (laughs) Also, I just want to mention it is the holiday season. Yeah. This is a great time for you to get your hands on my book, Joyful Courage, Calming the Drama and Taking Control of Your Parenting Journey. It's available now in both print and audio. It's a short read. Isn't that exciting? It's a short read. It's a short listen. Maybe there's someone special in your life that you'd like to gift it to, or maybe it's time for you to get around to getting your own copy. (laughs) I see you. Just know that I've got you. You can go to joyfulcourage.com slash book or straight to Amazon. Search for Joyful Courage and you'll find it that way. Yay. Thrilled to be bringing you an interview today, my friends. I know that you'll enjoy my guest and I know that you'll let me know your takeaways. You can always email me at casey at joyfulcourage.com 
or jump into one of our Facebook communities, Live in Love with Joyful Courage or Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens. You can also follow me on Instagram at joyful underscore courage or the Facebook page, which is simply Joyful Courage. Yay. Super grateful for all of you. Let's get on with it. Hey, listeners. My guest today is Aparna Venkatraman. With a decade of experience connecting with families in schools, hospitals, and nonprofit organizations, Aparna is a parent coach, meditation teacher, motivational speaker, and global wellness advocate for doTERRA essential oils. Her approachable nature, strong intuition, and problem-solving skills guide her in supporting parents of babies, toddlers, and teens to empower themselves and build healthy relationships with one another through effective communication, confidence building, and lighthearted mindfulness techniques. She values authenticity, which you all know is one of my favorites, a kind nature, motivation, love, compassion, gratitude, and humor as key components of a beautiful life. Hi, Aparna. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Casey. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so glad to be in conversation with you. That I just read your bio, so I would love for you to share a little bit more with the listeners about your journey to doing what you do. Uh, so my journey started really when I was 15 or 16 and started doing a lot of volunteer work with families. And so uh, being that age, being a teenager, I did not know what was in store, and I certainly didn't. Uh, imagine myself growing up and being a parenting coach and working worldwide with people in an online format locally the way that I do. And so I've been working for the past 15, 16, 17 years in schools as a preschool teacher and working in children's hospitals in various cities and also in a lot of different nonprofits with a wide variety of children to help them to relieve stress and find resources and feel connected to one another. And so it's been really a huge journey for me as someone who, uh, you know, growing up, I was someone who was always a really premature baby. And I grew up dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety and depression in my, in myself and in my well-being and also with my household. And so I was somebody who grew up and really got to my teen years and I work with teens and parents especially because that was a point where I really started to feel the impact of anxiety and depression and the pressure of academics and love to uh, have a lot of extracurriculars and really kind of lost the joy in doing all of that. So I'm here today to explain a lot more about ways that families can relieve stress through self-care and mindfulness and effective communication as well. Yay. I'm, I'm really grateful for the work that you do. I know that in my experience on the parenting side of things, depression and anxiety are super real for our teenagers. And I think that we could be taking a deeper dive and a deeper look at what's going on with our teens around their depression and anxiety, because it's super real. And, you know, for a lot of kids, it's completely shutting them down and this isn't a show about depression and anxiety no. today. No. However, because you mentioned that, I mean, it just really made it me relates. think about, yeah. yeah, it relates. And then, you know, so we've got our teens who are going through what they're going through and we're the parents and there's the vicarious 
anxiety and depression that can show up on the journey. So I think a conversation about self-care is so powerful. And I was just talking about self-care during my weekly Facebook Live and my Patreon community. And I think there's this there's this myth that self-care is about exercise and manicures. <laughs> yeah. But it's really a different mindset than that, isn't it? What does self-care mean to you? Self-care means to me to find ways to connect back to what is lighting me up, what is mm. fi- making me, uh, not making me, but helping me to find peace and stay connected to my authentic self. And, and so I love working with families and just kind of getting into the... Uh, not even the nitty gritty, but just getting into their their heart and their soul of what what lights them up, what makes them happy, because there is this pressure to go out there and you know have a perfect, I think even self care routine or fitness routine or um, go get manis and petties or spend or something that has you have to spend a ton of money to do that as well, mm-hmm. and to know that it doesn't have to be that way, and that there are simple things you can do each day that can help you to create a routine where you're just, you're feeling connected to yourself and not just waiting until the weekend until you have much more time, I think is really, really key, especially uh, with families when, when, you know, we get so inundated with social media and how, you know, how we should be and what we should be saying and how we should look and also all of our to-do lists and the things to do that it can be overwhelming, um, and put a lot of we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be a certain way and to put and to just show up in the world as somebody who has it all together when we're really actually stressed really really stressed yeah. on the inside too so uh, I love to help families to really just find ways where they can just authentically connect to themselves and it feels good and they don't have to worry about what other people think because it's it's taking care of yourself first I think that's really, really what matters most in life. When yeah. that happens, yeah, yeah. when you create that energy and that, that real, literal, physical energy for yourself, you will be able to handle things in a much easier fashion, I think, on some level too. Yeah. And can we tease that apart a little bit? So um, I noticed that I throw out language that might not necessarily be something that listeners are connected to. And so I really want to tease out when we're talking about connected to self and authentic self, what is yeah. that? How do we know that we're there? Well, we, we know when I'm, when I'm explaining this also to, uh, to families as I, I, by the way, as a, as a little side note, I'm someone who is a, a pretty, um, I'm someone who's a pretty spiritual person. I, for mm-hmm. myself, have a spiritual practice. You know, I take time to meditate, obviously, and pray each day. And I know that that's not the case for everyone. And I'm totally open-minded to that because not everything works the same way for everyone too, depending on how they grow up or what their traditions are now or, or what they have time for as well too. So, and what resonates with them. So I never want to, you know, sit in a session and, you know, make a parent feel like they should be doing something or that it has to be this way. You know, I really go into connecting to what is working for them in their family life, what they're going to actually intrinsically be motivated to do every day. So when we're connected to our authentic self, it is something that honestly just, it feels good in the body. You are motivated to do it. It's not something that you are dreading. It's something where you're feeling energized when you're putting yourself out there and you're um, you're feeling uplifted and just not as stressed. It isn't something that makes your body tense up and feel small 
too. Yeah. And so that, that I think is a really great uh, tell of when you're feeling connected to your authentic, your authentic self because you're just showing up and it's feeling good and you don't have to, you know, explain yourself for it or overthink yeah. it or anything like that. Yeah, I feel like there's also a level of, you know, the internal chatter has been, that dial has been turned down yeah. when we're really connected to ourselves instead of, and recognizing when we are being driven by fear and worry and stress and catastrophizing yeah. Yeah, and all yeah. the things that show yeah. up on the parenting teens journey. <laughs> right. Yeah. That can, that can definitely, definitely happen. I've, I've worked with a lot of parents. I mean, there, there's so much, there's so much that can go on and mm-hmm. uh, in the life of a, you know, parenting a teen. And I've worked with a lot of parents who have felt shame in expressing their emotions. They feel, mm-hmm. they feel shame in reaching out to someone and saying, Hey, this is actually what's really going on. And I don't know how to handle it. I don't know if I'm overthinking things. I just need some kind, I honestly just need some kind of reassurance or support that I'm not, you know, overreacting or something like that, you know? So I think too, there's that piece of, you know, I know for us, there are some decisions that we've made that are off the beaten path and not necessarily anything that I think well, that I want to broadcast because there's also that level of what will everybody think, right? right. And, but right. but knowing like tapping into that authentic self and recognizing this is right for our family and we feel good about this decision. And that's really all that matters. Yeah, and, it's it's yeah. all about trusting your intuition. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of the work that I, I do with, you know, that's a lot of the work that I do with as a coach or as a mentor as any, or even as any type of friend, I'm helping someone to readily recognize themselves and to not, not always need that guidance, but to trust themselves. And that's what my mentors do for me. If I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes if I'm reaching out to them, they will say to me, you have, you know, trust your intuition. What do you Mm -hmm. think is best? Really? Mm -hmm. Like what, like look inward, like what do you think really is going to be the best thing? What feels good to you? you know? Yeah. And that's a lot of what I practice with parents. And it, it does take time to trust your intuition. It does take time. And I find that when I have taken the time to meditate or get clear or do some, some sort of self-care where I'm just being present and in the moment that mentally things just come, decisions are, are easily able, able to be made because I, um, I've kind of really cl- had a clear space in my mind. And in my heart yeah. and in my body too. Mm, I love that. And so, yeah, that's a that's a lot of what that's a lot of the the uh, the nurturing relationship uh, between a coach and a parent or whomever I'm working with is creating that that bond and that trust within myself and the person, and also with for them within themselves too. Because as yeah. I'm as I'm showing up as a coach, I'm connecting to myself first and foremost too. Otherwise, I'm not able to be as present for you as much. Right. Right. right? right, So I have to take that time to do that. I have to practice what I preach, literally. Hey, everybody. Listen, I'm so excited to give you an update on Songfinch. Songfinch delivers. I shared last month that I was going to have them create an original song for Ian, my graduating senior. Well, the song is done and the process of co-creating it with the artist on Songfinch was so cool. I got to provide details and ideas. And then the musician of my choice wrote up the lyrics, put it to the music that I picked. And 
The results are so cool. I can't wait to surprise Ian with it. I will be sure to record it and share it with all of you. Songfinch is an innovative service that lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and it lasts forever. After moving through their process, you get the final results in four to seven days. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or anniversary, or even just a gift to show your loved one how much you care. Start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. Go to songfinch.com slash joyful and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, which is a $50 value. Again, my URL is songfinch.com slash joyful. Don't forget to share your song with us too. songfinch.com slash joyful. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Have you seen the article that's, it surfaces every now and then I recently posted it in my teens group on Facebook. It's called, this is what self-care really means because it's not about salt baths and chocolate cake. (laughs) Have you seen that article? I I think I've seen like varieties of that article these days. Yeah. I really like it because she, the author talks about self-care being about doing hard things like setting boundaries and having hard conversations and, you know, making, you know, this is a quote from the article, making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. And I think that that is so powerful, right? Because I think that sometimes there's this idea that we take, you know, we take a bath or we go have a dessert or even, you know, even exercise. I mean, and that doesn't mean that baths and treats and exercise aren't, can't be powerful forms of self-care, but I think there's an intentionality that gets to show up for it to be a truly powerful experience for us to connect with ourselves. Yeah. I, you know, it's reminding me, that's reminding me of 
uh, a previous job I had where I, I didn't have a meditation practice. I didn't have much of a, uh, like a, you know, a fitness movement practice. I wasn't really, you know, I was just, um, cool. Cause I was also on my feet all day too, as mm-hmm. a, as a school teacher. And I just, you know, I was burnt out by the end of the day. I was stressed. I was in my head. I was, you know, I was anxious at work too. Oh, uh, shout out to all the school group, teachers that are listening yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, I granted, mean, I was geez, in a group care setting. You not, you're, you're, you're around a lot of people all the time. A lot of the time. It's really yeah. fun. It's really, it can be really fun. But um, I, I just remember just, you know, having weekends where I was like, oh, I just like, I want to do nothing. I want to vegetate. I just want to mm-hmm. like order takeout. I just, you know, I don't even like want to socialize much or go out to parties or events or, you know, get a drink or whatever, you know, I just mm-hmm, want to, mm-hmm. I really just want to connect back to myself. And I know that, I know that, you know, and, and, and I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy on the inside because I, all my, you know, my life was just work and whatever non-work was. And yeah. so I, if I would have taken that time to be mindful of my breath, if I would have taken that time to do more things that would have made me happier that I didn't always have to spend money on, you know, or mm-hmm. I didn't always have mm-hmm. to feel the pressure of socializing in order to not think about work or something like that, then I think that I overall just would have been much happier, really, truly yeah. deep down. Yeah, and that, that's I most totally... important for me. I mean, I mean, you know, my income could have, you know, even though my income was great, like, I, I still, you know, money wasn't everything. It wasn't everything. It didn't mean that I was living this quote unquote, uh, you know, super happy, perfect, positive life or whatever, whatever you want to oh, call yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I was a school teacher too in my twenties for five years and it yeah. was, I loved my kids. I loved the school I was at and yeah, it was long, long hours and then a complete escape yeah. on the weekends that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that did not set me up for, you know, feeling really good about Monday morning. So yeah, yeah. that totally lands for me. You mentioned one of the things, um, just as we were kind of planning for this conversation, one of the phrases that you sent me, I really am curious about, and that is intrinsic self-care. I've never heard the phrase intrinsic self-care and you talk about it in the context of how it can shape our confidence and our stress levels. Can you talk a little bit, what is intrinsic self-care? What does that mean? Yeah. Intrinsic self-care is uh, really something that you're internally motivated by. And intrinsic is the opposite of extrinsic, which is something you're externally motivated by, which is, I think, kind of what we just talked about. But Something that you're internally motivated by, that you're that's going to uh, that you're going to enjoy, that you're feeling motivated to get up and out of bed, or stay in bed and do, and that's a lot of really tuning into what people's you know what people's hobbies and passions are. Do they like art? Do they like going on nature walks? Do they like you know yoga? Do they like traveling? Do they like doing some? Uh, you know, fun bonding activities with their kids. What is it that they actually like to do? Do they like to, you know, take dance lessons on the weekends or uh, spend time doing something, something at night before bed? You know, it's just, it's, there's, there's a, there's a, a world of, of options you have. If it's something that is, feeling good to you and you're doing it because you want to do it, then, 
yeah, that is intrinsic self-care yeah. as opposed to extrinsic, ex- extrinsic self-care. Which is, well. yeah, which is like, I have to become a beach body coach because everybody's doing it on Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have to go to the gym because everyone's doing it. I need to uh, go, you know, go take a certain workout class. I need to go and sign up for uh, yoga classes at a certain place or, you know, go on retreats and spend, you know, whatever uh, feels like a you have to, right? Yeah. That you don't want to. Yeah. Or that you can't, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, um, so full disclosure listeners, we've had some technical difficulties (laughs) and what, um, what, what you mentioned, um, before our call was dropped too, was considering what our why is. Talk to me about like, how does that, cause I think as entrepreneurs, you know, we, anyone out there who is an entrepreneur and has had any kind of business training, it's all about like, find your why, what's your why? And how is that useful when it comes to, hey, I'm, I'm parenting toddlers or I'm parenting teens and I need to take care of myself. What is the power behind finding our why? The power behind finding your why is really staying, staying connected to your heart. Like for me with, with my businesses, I'm here to serve uh, as a guide and to help parents to relieve stress and to find ways to take care of themselves, you know, on top of communicating in ways Mm -hmm. that feel good and that that are effective. And, you know, sometimes gentle, sometimes a little bit more disciplined, but I'm, I'm here to really help people relieve stress. And that's, that's, you know, and that's something I'm connected back to when I'm looking towards an outcome of say a certain income or a certain sign up or a certain X, Y, Z. I can look to that that extrin- that could extrinsically mo- in- motivate me, but what's intrinsically keeping me staying on top of my game is how I'm showing up for for parents. So, as a parent, you know how how am I showing up for my child? You know what do I want for my child? What do I want to see for us in our relationship? You know how you know what can help my uh, my teen to feel better? Mm-hmm. You know things like that versus you know I want my teen to go and be the, uh, the star leader, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 uh, captain of their team. I want them to, you know, ace all their AP exams. I want them to get into this Ivy league school. I want them to, you know, go out there and, uh, you know, they have to be in a, in a really great relationship or they have to have, you know, be a, you know, be a part of this, this group of friends at school, yeah. or I, I need to be a part of this mommy, this, you know, this mommy group or this mom's group or whatever, because I, you know, if I don't do that, then X, Y, and Z will happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's so slippery too, because that's our narrative. That's not their narrative. Right. And granted, you know, there's people out there who do have valedictorian kids who do have natural leaders who do have, you know, who are grateful right. and thankful for yeah. their kids friend group. And then there's the rest of us who are like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. And I think that when you talk about finding the why in the context of self-care, it really, for me, it's, it's become, how can I connect, be connected to myself and move beyond my narrative of what I think it sh- things should look like and really come to this place of who do I need to be for the child that I have? And that like for me, and I know for others, like there's a, what is currently being asked for is a level of patience that I didn't know existed. 
and really like a surrender and a letting go of the narrative, the picture that I didn't even realize I was holding for my child. And so it takes a lot of trust. Oh God. A lot, a lot of trust of that. You're that you're where you need to be on your, on your life journey, that your child is where they need to be, that they're, that they're going to have, that they're going to be teachable moments, that there are going to be lessons that they're learning that are going to make them uh, stronger as a human being too. And so that's a lot that, that, you know, that it's not a spiritual thing, but that's just a lot of what I've learned in my life too is really trusting that you you are where you are for a reason mm-hmm. and that you know things are you know as we as i think you probably have heard things are not you know that things are not uh, happening to you they're happening for you totally and for impermanence your, your, like right right life is impermanent i think it is a spiritual like to me it is a spiritual practice to tap it into is. that right you know cuz it's a, it's this idea that you know of this bigger picture of this longer path and man I know I mean to each their own absolutely however listeners however you are finding yourselves connecting to that bigger picture higher power whatever works for you it's not any specific way you have to be spiritual but I have found that you know really exploring that brings so much relief to me as I kind of move through suffering and impermanence and, <laughs> and right. oh my gosh, this feels really, really crazy. And, to know, and to, know, to know sometimes that, you know, how you're feeling and to recognize how you're feeling, mm-hmm. like saying, you know, I, I, I um, like, you know, so even this morning, you know, I woke up a little bit frustrated and to say that, you know, um, Say, saying something like I am frustrated or that I'm feeling frustrated versus I am frustrated or I am an angry person versus I'm feeling mm-hmm. anger. Or even that like I sense. notice that I'm right. having thoughts of feeling right, angry, right. like finding exactly. that yeah. space, right? I love that. that space and finding that just, just being mindful of uh, what you can be saying to yourself and how you don't have to uh, take on how you're feeling and and becoming that even you know even that vibration yeah of, of how you're feeling you that you don't have to oh, be yeah. this angry person or that stressed person you know too and that this is something that um you know this too shall pass that, that this is something that uh can be perceived as just a phase too i'm noticing okay. that i totally want to go off on a tangent about vibration but i'm not yeah. going to yeah, not for this conversation a, a spiritual you know a spiritual type of conversation yeah. too yeah and so when i'm introducing these kinds of concepts into a session you know i'm also mindful that people the parents i'm working with some of them are not spiritual or they don't they don't have a need to talk about those kinds mm-hmm. of things a lot of parents are coming to me for practical easy uh solutions that will help them relieve their stress with what's going on in their lives and so um I'm, uh, you know, some things are spiritual, some things are not. I don't really particularly label them as a mm-hmm. coach, mm-hmm. but I do introduce them. And if it resonates with the parent, then yeah, I flush things out and we talk about it too. Well, maybe and you so, can come on and we can talk vibration another time. Yeah, we can also talk yeah. vibration another time. <laughs> but I do because I want to get to breath and I know that that's something yeah. that is a big tool um, that you use with clients and um, being mindful of breath as the as the starting point. So talk a little bit about breath, because I think that probably many of us have kind of a surface like, oh yeah, take 10 deep breaths and, you know, a surface understanding of that breath is 
you know, paying attention to our breath is useful, but I'd love to hear you really tease it apart in a way that brings a deeper practice to people that are listening. Yeah. So I'm someone who I, I started, uh, yoga about 10, 10 to 15 years ago in college. And I, that was really one of the first times where I had developed a, a bigger, um, I, I want to say spiritual practice, which it is a spiritual practice, but that's, that's when I developed really a, a really awesome mindfulness practice mm-hmm. of, and, and I was yearning, I was learning pranayama. I was doing vinyasa yoga at, uh, in college. And I took a year or two of yoga with the same, the same, um, I wouldn't say team members as a business entrepreneur, the same <laughs> classmates uh-huh. as a yoga as a as a as a yoga student, and I um, I really I had a wonderful teacher and who was also actually a student who was this a year older and he really helped us to be mindful of our breath and I started taking this when I was in my second or third year of college. It was extremely stressful at that time. Mm-hmm. And I learned to really be mindful of when I was holding tension in my body, when I was um, not sleeping because, you know, my jaw was really tense at night or I was just in my head a lot, thinking about a lot of things or I was, on, you know, uh, unconsciously just kind of like having my hands in a fist all day, just kind of walking around just being tense in my body. and mm-hmm. I think that's a total parent challenge, by the way. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, not taking the time to just even just notice those things about our bodies, about mm-hmm. the ways that we tense up. And so that's why when I'm doing breath work or meditation sessions, which I do for 30 minutes with parents as, as separate from parent coaching, but um, that's why it's when I do these video sessions or I do them in person here in Morgantown, West Virginia, I'm helping parents or even like university students or whomever just just be mindful of their bodies the same way you you would be in yoga too but just kind of being mindful of the ways that we're holding tension and how we're sitting and how with body language we are showing up you know in that that kind of nonverbal communication where we you know maybe feeling great but we're showing up as stressed and mm-hmm. so when i'm working with parents of teenagers and just just kind of doing a lot of role playing with how they may be showing up for their child and what they're communicating to their child and how we can project our stress and not even be aware of it too. Yeah, so walk me through that um, because what's coming to mind for me right now in my own work with parents when they're sharing a story that is, you know, stressful for them an, a challenge that they're having with their child. Uh, one of the things that I do is I invite them to pause and notice, like, where are your shoulders right now? How does your jaw feel? What happens when you open your heart and kind of shake out the jaw a little bit? Is that kind of your place where you go to help? Because I think it's easy to say, be more mindful of your body. But when we're yeah, in yeah. the in the moment, it's just, you know, it can be, it can, it can not, it, it can, it can not be an easy transition. Yeah. So how do you like tease that apart a little bit for listeners just to give them, you know, some first steps if they're going to, if somebody's listening, who's thinking like, oh yeah, if, when I look back, I can recognize that what I call it is the emotional freight train. Like we're on the train. We don't even know we're on the train. And this is where we say and do things that later on we have to clean up with our kids. So a place, one starting point is recognizing that we're on the train, like recognizing that we're in that stress. 
Right. And um, so how do you support parents in recognizing that they're there and beginning that practice of noticing stress in the body when it's there? Well, when I'm doing a, a video <clears throat> session or even a phone session, I'm, I'm able to um, really pick up on, on the tone of voice, really mm-hmm. pick up on, you know, um, the ways that they're talking about their child or the ways that they're talking about themselves mm-hmm. and going through their thoughts and saying things like, uh, you know, so I hear you saying that you are really stressed out about, uh, you know, how your teen said this to you or how they uh, ended a conversation or something like that. And you know, just role playing and saying, you know, you know, what would you, what would you say, say back to them? Or how can we, how could we say this in a way that feels uh, gentler mm-hmm. or in a way that feels more effective in like what you want to say? And so really role playing uh, on that end, how you would say something, but being mindful of, of, uh, you know, how you're positioning your hands. Are you, are you, um, you pointing know, your you, fingers at them. Right, are you pointing your <laughs> fingers at them? Are you are you putting your hand in the air? Are you um, are you and also really this is something I work especially even with parents of toddlers on is are you sitting down and making eye contact mm-hmm. with them? Are you standing? Are you standing up while they're sitting and sitting there and you know are you lecturing them? Mm-hmm. Are, are are your teen possibly feeling lectured? Right. Yeah. And and having that that observation of. Of also, um, h- yeah, how your child may be feeling, right? Having that kind of recognition and that kind of uh, that kind of judgment too. Yeah, and I think so, com- yeah. bringing them into a, a gentler, more loving, like, what's the relationship you want to have? So I know a lot of you out there listening have younger kids as well as teenagers in the house, and I'm excited to share with you about a new show that you and your younger kids are going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared towards kids ages six and up and can be enjoyed by the whole family. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for a car ride, mealtime, break times, or bedtime. Each is stacked with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. 
When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. I know that yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. And it's bigger than the words that we're using and the language that right. we're using. Right. Because if the tension and the stress still exists in the body, it doesn't matter what we say or do. Right. Right. So if, you, so if parents are coming to me and they they keep having this issue come up or your child mm-hmm. keeps doing X, Y, and Z, they keep, uh, you know, not, um, getting to school on time, you know, they keep lying about something or something like stealing or relationship issues keep coming up. Like we have to keep looking at these repeated patterns and saying what, um, you know, what's actually happening beneath the surface Mm -hmm. and why is this happening and what do we want to see shifting? Mm -hmm. Right. And that takes, that takes, that's two way communication. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of, when you're connected to what you want right. and, and what you want to do, that intrinsic motivation, then you're more, uh, then you're really reassuring yourself. And it's something that can be healthier for the relationship yeah. too. And so that's why, um, that's why when I'm, when I'm working, you know, when I'm working with parents of teenagers, especially it, it is important to listen to the parent. And it is, it is also when I'm able to also hear from the teenager on their end, to work through that that verbal and nonverbal communication because um, that's really where the connection forms and the bond forms in the relationship of when we're both when even the teen especially is noticing how they're coming across too mm-hmm. uh, with their you know what how they're feeling what what they think is being projected on them you know like mom and dad just gets really stressed all the time at me. And uh, they just, they're just really angry and, uh, you know, and I don't understand this or all I want to do is just go and hang out with my friends and, uh, you know, all of this too. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, the, that's the whole part and parcel of building and, and connecting that family relationship. And so being mindful of how, really how, how, yeah, you know, how deeply you are breathing, how you are loosening up and, and relaxing in the body. And, and that's, again, why we're taking the time to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and practice that that self-care, but just practicing those times when we are feeling more relaxed in the body and not feeling guilty for taking that time out for ourselves so that we can recharge. Right, right. Because, and this is something I talk about a lot too, is we can declare, okay, I listened to this podcast and I'm going to when I get stressed, I'm going to notice my breath and relax my body. But if we're waiting for the big, the big show (laughs) to practice that, we're going to find that it's not useful because it's not familiar. So what are some practices that you share with parents just around learning mindful breath and learning to become more familiar with catching ourselves when the stakes are low 
and doing the practice so that we increase the likelihood, right, in the stressful moment that we can tap into that? Well, number one is definitely, um, you know, as I'm doing role playing or as I'm listening to a parent who's coming to me, definitely helping them to see those times when they can pause, when they can take that pause before they react to something someone else said or a thought in their mind that they may be, you know, taking on or really being in that that downward spiral of, mm-hmm. of overthinking things. And, you know, as, as we said, like becoming that vibration of who we, who we, you know, who our mind tells us that we are. Mm-hmm. And so just taking that pause to really recognize, you know, hey, this isn't true. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, taking that pause to say before I react to something or, you know, argue more with my, with my partner or even with my teen or whomever that I'm going to actually use that gentler tone of voice mm-hmm. because there isn't that need to keep expanding on this stressful conversation or whatnot too. And so finding those moments where you, you can pause mm-hmm. and to know that you don't have to, that when, when you practice not really reacting or not, not reacting in the ways that you, that you used to, that we create more stress, then you're being more aware of how you're able to, uh, you know, easily, easily relax more. I like to tell parents to practice um, at the grocery store. Yeah. Or, uh, or you know, when you're driving. Yeah, exactly. Or when we're driving and noticing yeah. like, whoa, that I just got really offended by that person that I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like, oh, what a great opportunity for me to just practice right. taking full deep breaths and or calming my nervous anxious. system. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that if there's more, if we can look for times throughout the day that have nothing to do with our teenager, yeah, I think that we're, you know, and listeners have heard me say this before, you know, Olympic athletes don't just show up to the event and expect to do their best, right? They practice and right. practice and practice outside of the event. And that's what I encourage parents to do as well and encouraging all the listeners to do as well is if things feel really stressful. And I know that for parents that are home with their, you know, young kids all day or yeah, just parents that are worried too, about yeah. their their teens all day, you know, look for those opportunities to, you know, catch yourself. And it's not a, you know, 95% of the time, like it doesn't, don't you set yourself up to fail by saying, okay, great, I'm going to do this now all the time. But starting small and and deciding like three times a day today, I'm going to, and maybe even I love to set alarms on my phone throughout the day. And I might not even be anywhere near my family, but I hear that sound and it's like, oh, right here, right now. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What are my physical sensations? Can I come to a place of center? Just as a practice. uh, That's not even like... That's not like a, a woo-woo thing that, you no. know, that you're allowed to like, you can do these things alone too. Yeah. You don't need to, you can go and have a hobby and do it alone. You can go for, you know, a drive on your own or whatever. And that it doesn't, you know, you're not being quote unquote, like, you know, you're not weird or whatever. Hey, whatever listen, listen, thinking, woo-woo, right? weird. Yeah. I don't really care people. Yeah, this is what's going to be helpful yeah. to you. So if you're thinking yeah, like, this sounds weird, yeah. you have not been listening to my podcast for very long. <laughs> We're not gonna. So yeah, yeah, you know, and then we're we're both coaches. We're not gonna judge you. Yeah, yeah. Understand it, right? You yeah. Know? Uh, and, so, and and also on the other shift, the other shift also besides breath, you know, breath is really relaxing. Uh, laughter 
is a huge oh, one yes. that I've been using a lot to relieve stress. That relieves stress like you wouldn't believe in the body. Yeah, that's the up. Uh, that's the kind of the other spectrum to, yeah, uh, you know, when you're laughing, when you're that, that's a mindful moment for yourself too. Yeah, let's laugh at ourselves, to, please, yeah. people. Let's laugh at ourselves right. because. I was just saying to my my daughter and I were talking about I don't know what, but I I was like, listen, we are all the stars of our own movie, okay? And everybody else are the co-stars and the supporting actors. And sometimes we get to laugh at thinking about how everyone else is wrecking our movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 there was humor there and and she thought that was funny, but yeah, I think that that yeah, like, I, I like lightening up and like, right. I like to laugh, you know, even on those days that feel really hard. I it, it's it's a huge practice. I mean, I mean, laughter, gratitude, having a gratitude practice mm-hmm. is wonderful. If you can take a couple of minutes to uh, sit down, write something in your phone, or just mentally think about something, or journal it out, a couple of things that you're grateful for. That's a great practice to start your day and really fun at night too to think about the the you know the great things that that have happened in your day or or the the lessons that you've learned in your day too that you're really grateful for. And so. Yeah, laughter is one of those beautiful things where you, when you're having a not so great day, I like to laugh and say, hey, at least X, Y, and Z didn't happen. At least it could be, you know, looking at the bigger picture and saying things that like it, it could be much worse. Yeah. Quite honestly. Yeah, and I know, sure. that's, I know that can be not easy for people to do. It really, yeah. really, it really can. And so it, it takes a practice to shift into that, that mindset of, of seeing the bigger picture and knowing that it doesn't have to, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And that's not to say, you know, that doesn't that, take away from what's right, happening. right, right. Because for many of us, like things are really heavy, you know, and really hard. And, um, and, you know, they're looking for those glimmers of light and those glimmers of lightness and finding those opportunities, like you said, to be grateful and to journal. I love journaling. I'm a total journaler. Yeah. can be so, so powerful. So I've, I have one last question for you, Aparna. Yeah, sure. And I ask it to all of my guests at the end of the interview. In right. the context of creating intrinsic an intrinsic self-care practice, what does joyful courage mean to you? Oh, so joyful courage in the context in the context of an intrinsic self-care practice, that's the the courage to show up vulnerably, mm. really, and to to do what I really want to do. And even if it doesn't make sense to anyone or even to myself, but to do what I, what feels good and what I want to do, and to not be able to not be uh, afraid of sharing that if I feel like sharing that with somebody, but to not be afraid to find the joy in things as we just talked about mm-hmm. when things don't feel great. Yeah. Not being afraid to do that and knowing that when I'm doing that, I'm taking care of myself and I'm helping myself to really make the day feel a little easier mm-hmm. and so I can move through my day too. Yay. Thank you. That I think is joyful courage when I'm, when I'm taking care of myself and doing something that feels great, especially on those days that don't feel great. Mm. Yeah. Where can listeners find you and follow your work? Listeners can find me at beautyinparenting.com. That's B-E-A-U-T-Y-I-N-P-A-R 
E-N-T-I-N-G dot com. And I'm also at Instagram and Facebook at Beauty in Parenting. And I know we didn't get to talk about uh, essential oil work, but I'm also a doTERRA wellness advocate. And you can find that information at beautyandparenting.com too. And that's that in and of itself is a whole other topic of yeah. self-care, but that's awesome to use oils, to be able to help families use oils to take care of their wellness and their stress you know, with breath work and with self-care, it's really, really fun for me to do that. And so uh, I'm just really honored to be able to be here and to share all the all this wisdom and these tips for all of your awesome listeners, Casey. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad that you find value in the podcast. If you are so inclined, I would really, really love it if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes and leave a review. If you love the show, if you find yourself listening every week, excited to hear a new show from Joyful Courage and you haven't been over to leave a review, please, 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 will you go do that? It's super easy. Give me five stars, give the show five stars, and then Tell the world what it is that you love. Why do you listen every week? The really great thing about this is when you leave a review, it makes it more likely that my show will show up for people who are looking for parenting podcasts. So it's really a give back kind of situation (laughs) that I'd really appreciate it. If you're looking for more conversation and community with Joyful Courage, you can find our Facebook groups. There is Live and Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group for parents of kids 0 to 12. And then I have a special group, Joyful Courage for parents of teens that are for parents of teenagers. Because unless you have a teenager, well, let's just say it's really nice to talk with other people who have teenagers. It's a little discouraging when people are giving advice and they don't have teenagers yet. So I made us a special place, a special space for those of us who are parenting teens. So head over to Facebook, Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens, or Live in Love with Joyful Courage. Join the conversation, join the community. You can also find a Facebook business page, Joyful Courage, or find me on Instagram at joyful underscore courage. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to Chris Mann, my producer. And so appreciating you, Chris, and all that you do for the show. Loving all of you fans and friends in the Joyful Courage community. I'll see you next week. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, 
tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 